it is I, your host, Dharma, also known as The Entertainer, and welcome my guys, gals, and non-binary pals, also known as The Magic Pants Collective. Yes, that's what I'm calling it, because we are fun here, because rainbows are amazing. Now, bring your rainbow butts over here, because we are talking about write what you want to read, draw what you want to see. Here we talk about professional writing and professional digital art, all the tips, tricks, what not to do's, and everything in between about these two creative subjects. And we also talk about a few other things here as well, including, you know, business and how I'm doing personally, and my thoughts just on all sorts of different things and cool stuff. So welcome, and I hope you join the Magic Pants Collective today. Rainbows out! Hello, it is I, Dharma, also known as The Entertainer, also known as your one and only Demi Omni Queen, and welcome back again today. Now, today we're going to be talking about writing more specifically. We're going to be talking about the trope of clones. So, um, before we get started, though, if you like me, if you want to support me in all of my podcast endeavors, in all of my future endeavors, and just uh, all of my de- endeavors in general, then go ahead and check out my YouTube channel in the podcast episode description down below called Horns and Halos. Over there, I do comedy skits, speed paints, um, story times, video gaming, and all the stuff that I do on the daily that's fun and um, just awesome that wouldn't make sense on a professional podcast like this. I post at least once every weekend, so please go over there, subscribe, like, and hit the notification bell. That way you know exactly when I post a new video every weekend. And um, yeah, I'm going to be, uh, this week, I'm going to be talking about some of the characters that I'm currently, currently dabbling with over there. Whereas, um, on this podcast on Friday, I'm going to be talking about, uh, I'm going to be doing a story time about, um, our recent vacation that we just took. So, doing a little bit of a flip-flop, doing writing stuff on the YouTube channel and, um, story time on the podcast channel this week. So, yeah, just a little, just a little flip-flop, because, you know, I just, the speed paints that I'm currently doing just wouldn't make sense with talking about vacations, so... Anyways, so yeah, with that all out of the way, let's go ahead and talk about writing. And like I said, the trope of clones. So, clones. So, clones is a very big trope to talk about with a lot of subtropes within it. You've got the evil clone or evil twin, although the evil twin is not exactly the same thing, but, you know, you probably understand what I'm getting at, you know, someone who looks exactly like the protagonist or a side character or something that's also evil. Um, But today we're going to be focusing on clones rather than twins, although twins and clones kind of have the same tropes attributed to them sometimes, so yeah. But a clone, what is a clone? Well, typically in sci-fi settings and things like that, and even in real life nowadays, they've been able to clone a few things. But typically it's used in sci-fi stories, um, or at least sci-fi touch stories, and what I mean by that is where there's at the very least a hint of sci-fi, you know, in order for, you know, the plot to happen. But, um... In these stories, you know, the clone, usually there's a few different main methods of how the clone is created in the first place. One, magic. Now, magic is is definitely something that's very genre-specific, and you're not going to see it all the time. But, um, basically, when it comes to magic, some sort of entity 
either created an evil version of the protagonist or the protagonist's um, element or whatever comes with a um, magic twin or something of that nature. For example, if the protagonist can control ice, then their evil magic um, twin can control fire, or vice versa, things of that nature. And um, yeah, so... You know, whether or not they just come into existence as the protagonist's shadow or is a, um, is a side effect of the villain doing their villainous deeds, who knows? But either way, they exist now. Another way for a clone to exist is through um, a proper cloning, which is where a bunch of scientist peeps are in a fancy lab, TM, where they have, of course, a magic tube. And um, it can go one of a few ways, either... A, there are, there, um, the protagonist is in a tube, and, um, there, there are a bunch of plugs leading to, like, what's basically, like, a fancy science coffin, essentially, except, you know, it has, like, a glass, um, a glass, you can look through it, it's like a glass case, um, and this is a better way to describe it. B, both the protagonist and their, what will eventually be their clone are in tubes, or see they're both in these um, glass boxes or, you know, these little um, box, science box things. And, you know, they're book. And uh, yet again, you know, um, in the previous, ex in B and C, they, in both cases, they're still hooked up to each other. But either way, scientists do their sciencey thing and, you know, hook up the protagonists and things like that. And all that stuff. Usually they won't transfer over the personality of the protagonist or whoever it is that's being cloned, but they will, but the clone will typically have the same looks and things of that nature. Sometimes they'll have the same little mannerisms and things like that, and uh, we'll be talking later about some things that can go wrong with cloning, but um, for now this is just it. Another way that you can have your protagonist cloned is, um, is, um, another way that the protagonist, we're just gonna keep re referring to them as the protagonist, another way that the protagonist can be cloned as well is, um, it's a much more philosophical way, but it's something that's, uh, appeared a lot, um, it seems to appear a lot more and more as, um, shows keep getting more, keep diving deeper into the psychology of the characters, but, um, basically, this is one where they clone, whether they're evil, whether they're good, although they're usually a manifestation of bad stuff. But either way, a clone begins to appear either as the shadow of the protagonist, or as, or splits off from the protagonist as an evil bad side, or, or they could control the protagonist's mind, etc., etc. But either way, they are some form of the protagonist themselves, that's why they look nearly exactly like the protagonist. Now, oftentimes, shows will, um, make the evil version of the clone, or, you know, good version, depending on what exactly, what exactly kind of character we're centering on at the moment, but they'll make the clone basically, um, a version of the protagonist that's slightly off. Now, that, now, in most shows, it seems like in shows like okay KO where there is an evil side to the protagonist they make this this other side very blatant very obvious you know where the hair gets shaggier and you know the eyes are sharp and um you know maybe they'll have like a canine sticking out of their mouth or something 
they'll generally look a little roughed up. Or, like I said, if we're centering in on a villain struggling with a good clone, which is something I have yet to see, then the good clone would be would typically be something much neater, nicer seeming, and things like that. And so, yeah. Uh, but if you want this to be a little less noticeable, there may be no visual change, and it's something that you can simply see when it comes to the clone for example different mannerisms maybe they have like a tick or something that lets you know that the clone is the clone or maybe you know the clone does something incorrectly or it could just be something as simple as the difference between a right-handed individual and a left-handed individual you know either way in order for us to separate the clone from the real there's usually something wrong with them, something that's a bit off, you know, maybe, maybe the scientist who cloned the person gave the clone a weird ideology that hasn't come out until, you know, until the other characters confront the clone about whether or not they're really who they say they are, you know, things, things of that nature, you know, the whole thing, um, but yeah. And in other cases, like for example in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., where they also demonstrate the difference in ideology, but you could also just have it to where there is no difference. There is none. They're an exact clone of the person. The only time when we know that they are a clone is when it is explicitly shown. For example, in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. series, there weren't exactly clones of the characters, but there were um, basically robotic duplicates of them. And the only way that the characters knew that these duplicates even existed in the first place was that they captured a bad guy who actually turned out to be a clone once they were able to crack his head open. And I, I don't mean that in a gory sense. I mean that, like, literally they took, like, they took out some screws. Like, you know, when you go to take out the batteries of a toy, they, like, took out some screws or something in his head. And um, it revealed that inside was an artificial brain and, you know, computer chips, wires, things like that that humans don't have um, inside them. So, yeah, um... This is one of those things where you can have it to where there is no difference. And this can lend to a more serious, more, you know, more serious story, basically. You know, one where there's high, very high stakes and stuff. Not saying that there can't be high stakes in shows and stuff that aren't as serious or directed towards a younger audience. There definitely can be incredibly high stakes. But at the same time, um... You know, do keep in mind that I personally, from what I've seen, when it comes to evil clones in children's shows versus adult shows, is that oftentimes the more adult or the more serious a show is, the less you'll be able to tell the difference between a real person and a clone. And the reason why they do that is because, you know, it's meant for adults. You know, maybe you're trying to fool the audience themselves, or maybe, you know... Um, maybe while kids wouldn't suspect it, you know, adults, you know, adults are supposed to be smart. They're not, you know, they're supposed to be able to spot these differences, spot these, you know, little things that's off with a person. Whereas when it comes to children's shows where it's more obvious that something is wrong or something is off, you know, oftentimes they have it to where, you know, maybe they, Maybe they revealed to the audience, you know, that this is a clone. Maybe they're more willing to do that. Or maybe, 
you know, they still use it as a twist that this person is a clone, but at the same time, they don't feel like they have to cover it up as much because it's a children's show. It's aimed towards small, itty-bitty baby, little babies, you know, little, little suckers, you know, things like that. Which I don't exactly agree with entirely, because I do know even as a smaller human being, I'm still a I was still able to kind of see where things were a little bit off, a little bit weird, you know. I obviously didn't it wasn't able to comprehend the fact that the B movie wasn't exactly the greatest movie in the world. It was it's hilarious. I still think the B movie is hilarious, and I love the fact that it's forever immortalized in memes. But is it necessarily a good movie? It's been a little while. I still say it's a pretty great laugh. But not everybody agrees with that. So, yeah, it's one of it's one of those things where, you know, just because it's a kid's show doesn't mean you necessarily have to dumb it down. And this especially applies to the whole clone thing or evil twin thing. Because at this point, you know, it applies to both evil clone and evil twins at this point. But yeah, so just keep that in mind if you're doing something kid-friendly or even adult-friendly. Don't necessarily feel like you have to do it. You can pull it off any way that you like. And, you know, you can make a great experience for both adults and kids, you know. I find that oftentimes with new... I find that oftentimes with movie reviews that I watch on YouTube and stuff, um, it's either too much one way or the other. Where it's too much for kids, or, you know, maybe, maybe it takes itself too seriously, or something like that. Like, for example, CW's The Flash. It was meant for a teenage audience, that's where I would put it, you know? Because the thing is, is that, A, I don't think it would fly for kids, because they'd be like, wow. <laughs> and, um, adults, you know, they'd be able to understand the plot, but also they'd be more prone to seeing the plot holes. So, you know, it's one of those things where it could only fit for a teen audience, you know, some, or just an audience who just wants to put something on just to watch, you know, or people who, unlike me, are able to laugh at all of the great failings of such a show. I'm sorry, it is nothing against the writers or the creators of The Flash, um, CW's The Flash, but I am never watching that show again. It is my personal opinion. I'm sure there's someone out there who likes it, although from what I've seen, nobody does. So, I'm very sorry, CW, but um, this one didn't come out as great as the others. But, yeah, with that personal note aside, um, I'm going to leave it here for today. I'll probably talk more about Clones of the Future just because it's such a wide trope. And also, don't be surprised if I expand more upon other tropes I've previously, previously talked about as well, simply because when it comes to the tropes that I pick out at least, I can think of a thousand ideas for each one of them, but I'm never able to fit them all into one single podcast. So anyways, I will see you all in the next one, and goodbye.